All right, Rebbe, we'll say good morning, good morning, Baruch Hashem. Welcome, welcome, Zachinu, to have completed Meseches Ksuvis, Baruch Hashem, this morning, to have the incredible schos to begin Meseches Nedarim. It's so beautiful to see so many here at the start of Shir, so special and so beautiful. Also, Hebron in the back, no one has to sit so far back. You could feel free, there's plenty of seats up here as well. Not going to take anyone's makam or anyone's space. It's uh, always more exciting when, uh, when we're all a little bit more tzafuf together. So, we'll say, let's begin. And Sasha by thanking the sponsors for this morning. Sure to thank our Tamutor sponsors for the month of Cheshwan, Yanki and Elisa Statman and Yitzi and Rebecca Statman for dedicating the Shiurim this month in commemoration of the first yard site of Menucha, Shandel Yehudis, Bas David Yosef. To thank Shmuel Rabin Karapkin for dedicating the Shurim this month, the creation of the 25th yard site of Rabin's mother, Melanie Solomon. Is that too loud? Thank you. Pesamira Bas Chaim Zichron Livracha. To thank our week of learning sponsors. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> To thank our week of learning sponsors, Avi Zeisman, in commemoration of the yard site of his grandfather, Avram ben Aaron Zichron Lebracha. To thank Tzvi and Shane Dishir for dedicating the Shiurim this week in honor of the Kehila. To thank Shmuel and Shira Pepper for dedicating the Shiurim this week in honor of Ari Lerner and all he does for the Shul. To thank our Dafyomi sponsors, David and Malki Kramer, in honor of the Dafyomi Shir Chevra. And in honor of all of the Magide Shir on completing another Masechta, Hakar Satov to all of the Magide Shir for their encouragement to participate in this current Dafyomi cycle, as well as the encouragement to continue learning Dafayomi each and every day. Thank you to all of our sponsors for their incredible generosity and for Baruch Hashem, for the beautiful messages. Above with that, let us begin. Shechiyano, Vikiyamano, Vehegiyano, Lazman Hazad, to begin a new Masechta. There's always, there's always an excitement in the air when it's a new Dafyomi Masechta. Always an excitement in the air when Baruch Hashem, we have a new Haskala. There's just something, there's just something beautiful, something tangible that you could feel. And the truth is, we're going to have an incredible, magnificent journey in Masech HaSedar. I will say, just before we get started with the Masech, before we jump into the Mishnah, just uh, two quick words of two quick words of introduction. So you're going to see, first of all, Merit HaShem, the Dapim are shorter. That's number one. Right? So we're actually going to have a chance to remain on, uh, on the same Dafyomi cycle as the rest of the world. That's number one. Now, I will say, just point out one of the interesting changes that we're going to see in Masech HaSedarim is that whereas in most Masechtas, the go-to parish is Rashi, so Nedarim is a little bit different. According to almost everyone, Rashi in Masechtas Nedarim is not actually Rashi. It's actually commonly referred to as the Mefarish. It's attributed to, it's not focus exactly whose parish it is or a compilation of a number of different Perushim, but in Masechtas Nedarim, Rashi is not considered to be the go-to Mefarish. Instead, it is the Ran. So the run, again, on the left-hand side of the page, so you'll notice, again, is much more loquacious than, uh, than, than Rashi. Uh, so one, one of the interesting adjustments we'll have to make in this particular Masechta is we're going to go through, the, we're going to be using the run, although sometimes we, we will reference, we'll call it Rashi also, we'll reference Rashi as well, but the run is really going to be our go-to. Now, the beautiful part of it is, on one hand, the run is much longer, on the other hand, you're going to see the Ran is an extensive parish on Masechah's Nadarim. So there's going to be a real opportunity here to have a, to have a, a running parish on the Masechah that really gives us a comprehensive understanding. Uh, the difficulty I think we'll run into a little bit is that sometimes you'll see that um, 
If we're not going to do Ran necessarily again from beginning to end the entire time, so we'll have to jump around a little bit, but Amir Tzashem, you'll, uh, you'll enjoy it. I will say just one other word of introduction as, as we come to Mesechas Nedarim. So as one could imagine, the, the topic of our Mesechta over here is Nedarim, is in Eder. So I will say just by way of introduction, there's a beautiful idea by the Sasanas. And the Ger Rebbe quotes the Pasuk in Bamidbar Perek Vav, Perek Vav Pasuk base. And the Torah writes as follows, Speak to the Jewish people and say to them, So the topic of conversation over here in Parshas Naso is the Nazir. Is the Nazir. Now, Nazir is the paradigmatic example of a neder, right? Of a neder, which we'll loosely translate as vow. As vow. So the Sassamas makes an interesting observation. How do you translate that Pasik? Again, this is Bamidbar, Parak Vav, Pasik Beis. Dabrab Nisabamartale, and speaks to Jewish people, say to them, Isha, Isha, man or woman, Kiyafli. Kiyafli. How do you translate the word Yafli? So ultimately, again, if you look in the art scroll, right, if you look in the Chumish, Yafli is translated as articulate. If a man or a woman will articulate a Nazarite vow, says the Gerev, says the Sassamas, something so beautiful that the Shoresh of Yafli is Pela, is wonderant, wondrous. And the Sassama says that the most incredible Pela in this world, the most incredible Pela in life, is the ability to affect change through the spoken word. You see, sometimes we think that the only way to affect change is actionally, right? The only way I could affect change, the only way I can make change in this world is through my actions. And we think words are just words, right? Word. Right? Word, words don't no. Words don't necessarily yeah. yeah. words don't necessarily matter. Words don't necessarily matter. Right? Words don't have the ability to affect change as much. But the greatest pella, sometimes the greatest, the most incredible thing, is the ability to affect change through one word. Through one word. And I will say this is true on a halachic level. It's true on a halachic on a halachic on a hashkafic level. That sometimes, again, you look at, we'll, we'll see examples of this. A person makes a nether. What's a nether? What's a nether? A nether are words. And words, and words, a sentence strung together in a particular way could fundamentally change the trajectory of a person's life. Could fundamentally change the trajectory of the lives of those around us. That's a pella. That is a pella. That is something absolutely amazing overwhelming and wondrous. And I will say, we know this, of course, again, in a hashkafic level as well. Words, what we say to a spouse, how we talk to children, how we interact with friends, the word usages, the word choices we make, the tone we choose to take, fundamentally alters the nature and the fabric of our relationships. Says the Svasemes. That's why the Torah Kedoshi uses the Lashon of Yafli, Pela, it is amazing to see how much change could be affected by the spoken word. So I will say one of the incredible pieces of Musa that we'll have to take with us as we go through Masechas Nidarim is to work on our Koach or to work on our appreciation of speech and to recognize that sometimes, you know, we're not careful with how we talk or we're not careful with when we talk or we're not careful with what we talk about. And part of the sensitivity which we will hopefully pick up and glean and bolster and reinforce within ourselves over the course of the journey of this beautiful Masechta is how meaningful, how purposeful, and how powerful each and every word truly is 
And Hamir Hashem, we should be zochet to live our lives in a way which reflects that. I will say with that akdama, let us begin now. Shechianaviki, manavigana, bosei. You have to, you have to, right? You feel it. You feel it, right? You feel the energy, even at five. And well, now it's already six o three. Right? Even at six o three in the morning, right? You feel the energy of a brand new masechta. There's something, there's something exciting in there. Bosei, let's begin. Let's begin. Kol kinui nedarim kinedarim. Shabbosei. Interestingly enough, the Mishnah begins with a discussion, as I mentioned before, about Nidarim. So let's just translate the words, then we'll get into the, then we'll get into the Ran. So, Kol Kinoi, so we'll say, Kinoi literally means like a nickname. We're, we're going to see, we're going to see the, 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 the translation that's often given for Kinoi is, in a, is a similar term, a similar term. So we're going to see that sometimes you could explicitly articulate a Nether, and sometimes you could use verbiage that is similar to an explicit articulation of a nether. That's called a kinui. The same way that a nickname, right, is not your actual name, but it's similar to your name. So a kinui nether is an articulation that is similar to an actual nether, but does not have the same exact verbiage as a nether. But let's say, let's take a look. Our first run. Our, so exciting. You always remember your first run. Right, so let's say, so take a look. Bez Ahmed Aleph, left-hand side. So again, I apologize in advance. We're going to be jumping through the Ran a little bit. So you'll, you'll follow me along. So Rashi says, so I'm sorry, the Ran says over here, Kol Kinui Nidar, Muslim left-hand side. Neder hu be'echa mishnein yonim, in Nidreyak hegdish, shu makdish lebeda kabayis, olim is be'ech be'inimzeh, enu yacho lahakdish en lemashu shalo, v'isur kol al-adam, o Nidre iser. So both say, sha'asr al-atzmo dvarim hamutarim. So we're going to see, and this is very important, the Ran, and also I would suggest, by the way, that if you're going to do a little bit of Chazara, and by the way, these Dapim are short enough that you could spend seven minutes on Chazara and just run through it. If you have a couple of extra minutes, the Ran is a, is a beautiful, and actually, it's a pretty easy read if you go through it, because we're not going to get to do everything. So the Ran says like this. Number one, there are two different types of Nidarim. In the world of Nidarim, two, type two types of Nidarim. Number one, what we call Nidre Hekdish. What is Nidre Hekdish? Nidre Hekdish means you make a nether consecrating something to the Beis HaMikdash or to Beda Kabayis. Again, we'll get into all of this. But nether number one is I make a nether and the power of my vows, I've made something the property of the Beis HaMikdash. Then says the Ran, three lines into the Ran, O Nidre Isser. Second type of nether is what we call Nidre Isser. What does that mean? Sha'asr alatzmo dvarim hamutaru. Nidre Isser means I take something that is permitted and I go ahead and I make a nether not to partake of this particular item. So I make a nether not to eat a loaf of bread, right? Not to, not to go ahead and uh, eat, uh, eat milkshakes, whatever it is. It's inherently permitted, inherently permitted. I make a nether not to partake of it. Good. So now skip a little bit. So the Ran points out that our point of departure in the world of Nidarim is not with what we call Nidre Hekdish, we're not really talking about right now making something the property of the base Hamikdash. Rather, we're much more focused on Nidre Isser. I'm making a nether to prohibit something to myself. Now, both say skip down a little bit. So you see, you see, um, in the right, right across in the first line of the Mishnah, actually, where it says Kinuye in the Mishnah, the Nidre Isser. You see that line in the run? Good. The Nidre Isser, him echad drachim. So now says the run. In the, so now I say, so now, so now just, the run is very organized. Now we have two categories of Nidarim. Two categories of Nidarim. Right? Category number one, Nidre Hegdish. Category number two, Nidre Isser. Good. In the world of Nidre Isser, 
So he says, Nidaran can manifest themselves in three different ways. Vinidre Isir, Heim Be'echad Mishlosha Drachim. Iker, Iker Haneder. So as we're going to Iker Haneder just means a good old-fashioned, completely, explicitly articulated neder. That's number one. Number two, Kinuyov, which means a similar term neder, similar term neder, and Yados. Yados, I will say, we will see means a partial statement but a partial statement that is understood enough to go ahead and create a bona fide nether. So now Duran explains each of these very quickly, I will say. He says, Ikra, Ikra, I might be the only person who can't get through Daf Bays in the Dharam. Okay, good. Sigmar says this house is embarrassing already, 607. Okay, good. Sigmar says this house, Ikra Haneder, well, we'll get through it, it's short. Ikra Haneder, Hushi Yomar Dover Ze Asr Alai. So I will say, so Ikra Haneder, but this is very important. Ikra Haneder, as I say, this loaf of bread is usher to me. But I'll say, so again, Nidre Isser, remember we're leaving aside now Nidre, Nidre Hekdish, leaving that aside. So Nidre Isser, so I say again, this loaf of bread is usher to me. That's called an Iker Neder. I'll say, why is it Iker Neder? Fully explicit, fully articulated, leaves absolutely nothing to the imagination. Skip down a little bit. Skip down a little bit. I'll say, so now in the wide lines, in the wide lines, Third line into the wide lines of the rad, right after the period. You see that? You see that? Vikinuyov. So I'll say, so now I know that's Ikrneder. What's a kinui? Vikinuyov. Hushabemokom karban yomar konam. So we'll say an example. Now it's interesting. He's giving the example from Nidre Hegdish. So we'll say, so if let's say I was making something, the property of the Vesa Megdosh, right? Nidre Hegdish. So what I would say is, this loaf of bread is like a carbon to me. That's, that, would, that would be like an Nidre Hekdish. So I'm equating the status of the loaf of bread with a carbon. Just like a carbon is usher, right, to me, from for benefits, so to this loaf of bread. And that would be an explicit that What's kinui? For example, Shomokom carbon huyomar konam. Konam. I use an equivalent or similar term. So instead, so I say, konam alai kiker zu. Right? I go, this, this kiker should be konam. I don't know, what does konam mean? Right, Quran can mean a lot. So there was a, this, again, we'll get into this, but this is the example of a kinui. So I use a similar or equivalent neder term, but don't explicitly articulate the neder. So that's a kinui. Now, Bosei, now skip down in the Ran even more. You see, Bosei, all the way towards the end of the Ran, you see where the Ran, the Charabim Kecharabim starts? You see that? Three lines up from that at the end of the line. The Yados Nedarim, what's a Yad? What's a Yad? So a yad is a partial declaration, a partial statement. That's where I begin a nether articulation. But I don't fully articulate it. So we'll say that the power of a yad is that even a partial declaration has the ability to affect a complete deadness. So therefore, I will say, pivotal run, pivotal, pivotal run. So now what do I get from this run? Number one, two categories of nidarim. Number, nidre number one is what we call nidre hegdish, which not really discussing right now. Category number two, nidre isser. Nidre isser, good. Within nidre isser, the truth is we're gonna see within nidre hegdish also, three different categories. Iker nedar, which means a fully explicitly articulated nedar, right? Number two, a kinui, a similar or equivalent nether term, which affects a complete nether experience. And number three, yad, which is a partial declaration. Beautiful. Let's do the Mishnah. Ko kinui nedarim ki nedarim. So we'll say, so therefore, what is the Mishnah telling me? Any kinui, any similar, 
right, any similar or equivalent nether term has the ability to affect the nether. So we'll say, again, the Chiddush over here is, I might have thought that the only way to go ahead and create a real nether is how, is how complete, explicit articulation, Kamash no, there's a concept of a kinui, concept of a yad, which again is equivalent or similar or partial declaration, good. So ko kinui nedarm kinedarm. So we'll say, therefore, if you make only a similar or equivalent statement of a nether, that has the ability to affect a full nether. Similarly, v'charamim kecharamim, u'shavuos kishavuos, u'nezirus kinezirus. And I both say the same halacha doesn't just apply to nether. It applies to a cheirem. It applies to a cheirem. And I both say, what's a cheirem? What's a cheirem? Right? This sounds like hataras nedarim. Right? What, right? Right? What's a cheirem? Go back to the ran for just a moment, right where we left off, the middle of the ran, in the wide lines. V'charamim kecharamim kilomar sh'omer nechassim elu alav cheirek 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 we're going to see cheirem is a lashon of something is usher to me. So again, there, and again, we'll discuss what each of these actually mean. But I say, normally I would say, this loaf of bread is cheirem unto me. Okay, so that will affect an iser. Even if I use a kinoi, a similar or equivalent expression, and the Ran gives a similar equivalent, so the similar or, 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 the similar or equivalent expressions of a cheirem, are able to affect a cherem. So just like a kinui neder is a neder, a kinui cherem is a cherem. Similarly, you have a shvua, an oath, and I will say we'll get into this as well. If you look at Rashi, sorry, again, the Ran, shvuas kishvuas, kilomar de kinui shvua, haru kishvua v'chayla. So I will say ultimately an equivalent term of a similar, if you use a similar or equivalent term for a shvua, a kinui shvua also has the ability to affect the shvua. Again, We'll see examples of all this, but this is the principle. Good. Similarly, again, Nazirus. So we'll say Nazirus, we're a bit more familiar with. A person goes ahead, you can make a Neder Nazirus, or you can make a Kinui Neder Nazirus. If you use a Kinui, a similar or equivalent term, that affects Nazirus as well. Beautiful. The Mishnah gives a case. Haomer the Chavero, a person says to his friend, Mudrani Mimcha, Mufrashani Mimcha, Miruchukani Mimcha. Shabbos say, if a person goes over to his friends and, he's, and he literally uses this Lashen, Mudrani, I am nethered from you. Right? He's using this verb, I'm nethered from you. Mudrani mimcha. Mufrashani mimcha. I'm separated from you. Mirichukani mimcha. I'm distanced from you. Shani ocha lecha, shani tal mimcha. In other words, Shabbos say, saying those terms by themselves doesn't mean anything. You have to attach that to something. So what the guy is saying is, I'm mudrani from eating your food. I'm mudrani from drinking your drinks. I am separate. I'm mufrashani from your food. I'm mufrashani from your drinks. I'm distanced, miruchukani, from your food or from your drinks. What's the halacha? Aser. So I will say, that is a case of iser. Now, I just want to point out, skip to the end of the ran. Three lines are from the bottom. The ran writes, Omer al-Lechavero mudrani mimcha, begimar mefarish tahainu yados. I will say, we're going to see a big problem. What's the problem? See, I will say, remember, the Mishnah, this is going to be Gemara's first question, but the Mishnah is describing the concept of kinui. Let's remember again, what's kinui? What's kinui? Right? Equivalent. Good. Similar or equivalent terms. This is actually an example of a yad. What's a yad? Going back to our what's a yad? Partial declaration. Because I will say, if you notice over here, the guy is is only saying like a half a statement. I'm mufrashani from your food and drink. What, what, What does that mean? What does that mean? That's a yad. So I'm just pointing out, again, and the Gemara is going to jump on this. 
Here you introduce the Masechta with telling me that a Kinui neder is like a neder, and then you give me an example, not of a Kinui, but of a Yad. So again, the Ran already says this. He says, Mefarish Begimari Tahainu Yodos. Good. So good. Fine. So we'll say, so that's the case. That's the example. Let's finish the Mishnah. So what about Menuda Anilacha? We'll say, what about the Lashnah of Menuda Anilacha? Now, what does Menuda mean? What is Menuda? I'm excommunicated to you. Nidui. I'm excommunicated. So we'll say, so what is the power of a statement like that? What is that? What is that? So the Gemara Rabbi Akiva, Hayachokech Bazeh Lahachmir. So literally, you're going to say also an interesting lashon here. I will actually direct you to Rashi, even though as I mentioned that the, in the in the introduction, this is not Rashi. So if you look, but again, if you look at what's called Rashi, Rabbi Akiva Hayachokech, the last the last lines on the right hand side, Havamechachech Lahachmir. So Rabbi Akiva will say Chokech literally means like uh, turmoil or struggle. Rabbi Akiva struggled with this. And in words, what do I do with the Lashon of Menuda? And he came out L'Chumra. The Aser Nami De'inyan Nederhu below Barulei. So Rabbi Akiva wasn't exactly sure what to do with the Lashon of Menuda. What exactly is it? And therefore, ultimately, he came out L'Chumra. That if you make a Lashon of Menuda Ani L'cha, that affects a Neder. Now, what is that? Is that is that a Yad? Is that a Kinui? Again, we'll get into in the Mishnah. Good. So we'll say, so now again, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. We finished our first Mishnah in Masechadadon and Ahmed Aleph. Ahmed Aleph, incredible. Now, I will say, now again, so just hold on. And, and I apologize, we don't have notebooks today, but in Merit HaShem, hopefully by tomorrow, we'll have, we'll have notebooks. And I will say, just keep in mind the structure. Two different types of Nidarim, Nidre Hekdish, Nidre Isser. Again, in Nidarim itself, three different levels of Nidarim. Iker Nidarim, explicit, complete articulation. Kinoi Nidarim, similar or equivalent expressions. And Yodos, partial declarations of Nidarim. The Mishnah teaching us that Allah, Mishnah seems to be hyper-focused on, on Kinui, that similar or equivalent expressions have the ability to create a full-fledged nether. Beautiful. Good, I will say, Ahmed Beis. Ahmed Beis. Beautiful, beautiful Gemara. So the Gemara says, I will say, Arkasha, Kol Kinui Nedarim Kinedarim. So I will say, before the Gemara gets into our question, the Gemara says, I don't understand something. The Mishnah, the structure of the Mishnah, right? I will say, this is Mishnah Nedarim. As such, as one can imagine, the topic of Masechus Nedarim is Nedarim. Excellent. So we'll say, so off but yet, what does the Mishnah do? The Mishnah begins by saying, Kol Nedarim Nedarim. So right, any Kinui, right? Any partial, any equivalent or similar, similar expression affects a complete Nedar. And then it says, by the way, what is true by Nedarim is also true by Charamim, by Shavuos, and by Nezirus. The Gemara just picks up on something interesting. So, Kol Kinui Nedarim Kinedarim, Maishna Gabe Nozir, Delo Katani Luhu Lekulhu, U Maishna Gabe Nedarim, Diktani Lekulhu. Shabbos said, the Gemara is intrigued by this. Why? Because a similar Mishnah appears in Mesechas Nozir. If you look at the Ran, right hand side of us, you look at the Ran, Maishna Gabe Nedarim Diktani Kulhu, Kulomar, Bilo Mesechas Nozir, Lo Tana Elo, so I will say, here's what's very interesting. So in, in Mesechus Nazir, there's virtually a similar, there's virtually the exact same Mishnah, right? The Mishnah says that when it comes to Nazirus, Kinui Nazirus is like Nazirus. But in Nazir, it doesn't include all of the other categories. 
Right? It just says Akinui Nazirus is like Nazirus, but then it doesn't say, and the same thing applies to Nidarim, Charamim, and Shavuos. So why is it that in Meseches Nidarim, even though our topic over here is Nidar, is in that, our, even our topic are Nidarim, yet we include all of the other categories where Kinui is the equivalent to the Iker, and yet in Meseches Nazir, we only talk about Nazir and don't include all the other characters. I was like, I was asking just, it's a stylistic question. Stylistic question. It's common for a Mishnah to espouse a principle, and the principle is being espoused in regard to a particular area in Halakha, but once we're espousing the principle, we'll also talk about the other areas in Halakha where the principle applies. Right? So that's what's happening over here. Kinu in Nidarim is like a nether, and by the way, it's not just by Nidarim, it's also by Shvuas, Haramim, Niziros, that makes sense. Yet in Mesechus Nazir, it only articulates the principle by Nazir and doesn't include other categories. Why is that? To which the Gemara says, furthermore, I'm sorry, Why is it that in Mesechus Nazir, when the Mishnah says that a Kinui Nazirus is like a Nedr Nazirus, and it doesn't include all the other categories where Kinui works, And yet, why is it over here that by Nedarim, in our Mishnah, the, right, the Iker statement about says the opening line of the Mishnah. Key, right? Done. That's our topic. That's our topic. Yet the Mishnah goes on to say, by the way, what's true with Nidarim is also true with Haramim, Shavuos, Nazirus. So why here do we go into all the categories? And why in Nazir don't we go into all the categories? Just a simple stylistic question. Very simple. To which the Gemara says, Mishum. The neder u'shvua k'siv gabe hadadi. Well, it's very simple, says the Gemara. Neder and shvua are written together in the Torah. If you look at the Ran, the Ran says over here, second line on the right-hand side, neder u'shvua k'siv gabe hadadi, the Ran writes, t'chsiv ki yidar neder l'ashem, oh hishava shvua. So the say, the Torah itself writes about neder and shvua together. Literally translated, if a person will make a neder to Hashem or will make an oath. So, Neder and Shvua are biblically linked. They're biblically intertwined. So, therefore, again, so Mishum the Neder Shvua, Ksiv Gabi Hadadi, Tani Tartan. Say, if I will say, wherever you're going to talk about Neder, right in the Mishnah, the Mishnah is also always going to include what? Always going to include what? Shvua. Especially when the halakhas are the same. So, now, so I will say, it's, it's actually a fascinating Gemara because we're stylistically building up the Mishnah. So, what I have over here is like this. What I have, number one, is okay, the topic is Nadarim. So now I've learned halacha number one. Anytime you make a kinui neder, that's like a neder. Fine. But neder and shvuah are biblically linked. So now, by the way, same halacha applies to shvuah. So because it's applies to shvuah, we'll also put that in the Mishnah. Therefore, any kinui shvuah is like a shvuah. So now I understand why shvuah is included. Okay, now watch this. The chayvan, the tani tartin, tani lakulu. It's interesting. So now the Gemara says, by the way, so once you've already mentioned two, you might as well make it a party, right? In other words, once, you, once you've already mentioned two, you might as well include the other, we'll call it verbal mechanisms as well, verbal frameworks as well. So once you're, once you're already, in other words, we'll say, once you already have neder and shvua, you might as well include the other mechanisms as well. So tani kulo, good. So therefore, we'll say, good. So that, that's the, so interesting, so that's it. That's it. That's the style of the Mishnah. So we'll say, I want to point out, so interestingly enough, neziros, even though neziros is also a form of a neder, but as we're going to see, you already see from the Mishnah, Nazirus is looked at as its own entity. 
because we're going to see Nazirus as more Maseches Nazir, but Nazirus really has its own unique aspect. So therefore, the Mishnah Maseches Nazir, which is that we're just talking about Nazirus, fine. So there the Mishnah says, Akinui Nazirus is like a Nadir Nazirus, and done, done. Here in our Mishnah, we're talking about Nidarim. So once you're about Nidarim, you're going to bring in Shavuah because they're biblically linked. Once you have Nidarim and Shavuah, you might as well bring in the rest of the items as well about Charomim and Nizirus as well. Beautiful. So says the Gemara, the listening Kinui Shavuos Basar Nidarim. So both say that's the case. Here's the problem. Both say stylistically, how is the Mishnah set up? The Mishnah says any Kinui Nidarim is like Nidarim. The same Allah applies to Charomim. And Shavuos and Nazirus. But here's the Shiloh. Why, why don't you change up the order? Shouldn't Shavuah come after Nidarim in the Mishnah? Why is Charamim put there in the middle between Neder and Shavuah? In other words, it just, we're just getting technical just about the style of the Mishnah, right? If the whole reason you're bringing in Shavuah is why, is why, is why, because it's mentioned in the Pasek together with Nidarim, so I would have thought that Shavuah should be mentioned in the Mishnah right after Nidarim. Number two, why is it number three? To which the Gemara says, it's very interesting. I did the Tanabosai, by the way, one of the most important lines, one of the most important lines in, in the entire Masechta, and it's only the first day of the Masechta. I did the Tanan Nidarim, the Misarchefza Alei, Tananami Charomim, the Misarchefza Alei, Lafuki Shavuah, so, wow. I will say, here we go. Here we go. One of the most important distinctions for the next couple of Masechtas, I will say, is the Isser Gavra versus Isser Chavza. So, I will say, let's talk about this in just a moment. What is the difference between a nether and a Shvua? A vow and an oath? So, I will say, here the Gemara explains it. Let's, let's talk about this outside, then we'll get to it inside in just a moment. I will say, when a person makes a nether, what they are doing is they are creating an Iser Chefza. An Iser Chefza. I am creating a state of prohibition upon an object. Now, obviously, I'm, it's about the relationship between myself and the object. So now, that object is Aser to me. Is Aser to me. Right? Now, I will say, so that's called an Iser Chefza. There is a layer of prohibition that devolves upon the object itself. Versus Shavua. They both say, when you take an oath, what is an oath? An oath, ultimately, again, is an Iser Gavra. It's a prohibition opposed. We spoke about this actually a little bit on Shabbat Shuvah. Right? An oath, an oath, right? The Shvua is an Iser Gavra. It is a prohibition upon me. So mostly, just to illustrate this very simply, when you take a neder, you take a neder, let's say a person says, right? Like, I'm taking a, this loaf of bread should be Aser upon me. They will say, what is the neder devolved upon? What is the neder devolved upon? The bread. Now, obviously, it's devolved upon me also, right? But, but Lamaisa, the prohibition of the nether is upon the loaf of bread, which is why, if, can I get another loaf of bread? Absolutely. Why? Because the prohibition was only on that particular loaf. An Isr Chavza. A Shavua, on the other hand, say is, I take a Shavua not to eat bread. What is that Shavua upon? What is that Shavua upon? Me. And therefore, which loaves of bread does it apply to? All of them. The say just, this is... Underline this, underline if you're using your own Gemara, right? Underline this, because this is incredibly important. So let's just read this back into the Mishnah for just a moment. So now watch this. Remember again, Abosai, follow the flow. We're trying to figure out why does the Mishnah discuss anything more other than Nidarim. 
Right? This is Mesechus Nadarim. So now I understand. We have to bring in Shavuah. Why? Because Shavuah is mentioned in the same Pasuk as Nadarim. So you're going to speak about Nadarim, speak about Shavuah. Fantastic. What about Charamim and Naziris? Well, once you've already mentioned, once you've already mentioned Nadarim, if you've already mentioned um, Shavuah, you might as well bring in Charamim and Naziris as well. Okay. But why not mention Shavuah right after Nadarim in the Mishnah? To which the Gemara says, here we go. So, so the Gemara says, I did the Tan and Nidarim, the Mister Chavtzaleh. So we'll say, so once we mention Nidarim, a Nidar is an Mister Chavtzah. The prohibition devolves upon the object. Tana Nami Charamim, the Mister Chavtzaleh. So we'll say, as we're going to see, Cherem, Cherem is also an Mister Chavtzah. Cherem also creates a level of prohibition upon the object itself. La Fuke Shvua, the Kaaser Nafshe Minachavtzah. As opposed to Shavuah, ultimately again, which is an Iser Gavra. Right? Literally, the Lashon over here is, the Afuke Shavuah, the Ka'asr Nafshe. I prohibit myself from the particular items. Therefore, I will say, going back to the Mishnah, going back to the Mishnah, so again, therefore, we start out with Nidarim, but once you're already in the world of Iser Chavtsa, we're going to include now what? Charamim, which is also an Iser Gavra. We don't really know fully what a Cherem is. But now, okay, it's, it's, but it's in, the, it's in the orbit of Nidarim, so it's going to be an Israchat. So after we finish with the Israchat, so what do we go to? Shavua, Shavua, which is an Israchavra. Now, I both say, according to this logic, it sounds like, what is Nazirus? What is Nazirus? Also an Israchavra. Again, well, that, that's, at least that's the way it sounds like stylistically, but again, we'll get into that. I will say, I'll, I'll just mention something incredibly beautiful. Kind of beautiful, I will say. So this, by the way, this chilek of Iser Gavra, Iser Chavzal, is one of the, first of all, in general, it's one of the most profound chakiras, one of the most profound distinctions you'll find in Shas, about Iser Gavra versus Iser Chavzal, and also the Iker distinction between a neder and a shvua. Again, a neder being an Iser Chavzal, the prohibition devolves upon the object, versus a shvua, which is an Iser Gavra. So I will say the Avni Nezer, the Sakachav Rebbe, has a beautiful, beautiful insight on this. And he says, the truth is, this applies by Derech HaShkafa as well. He gives an interesting example between Isr Gavra and Isr Chavza. He says, for example, an Isr Gavra, a good example of this would be, he says, Shkatsen Veramasen, right? Eating non-kosher items, right? Creepy, crawly things, non-kosher animals. That's an Isr Gavra. It's an Isr Gavra. He says, what, is that? what does an Isr Gavra mean? He says, Isr Gavra are things, I'm better than this. I'm better than this. Right? Isser Gavra means that there are things that I should not do because they're beneath me. They're beneath me. I'm better than this, right? And maybe, I, maybe once upon a time I did these Averis, but I graduated past, or at least I should graduate past that. So it's Isser Gavra. I'm a Gavra. I'm a Gavra. I'm someone who is special. I am someone who is holy. I am someone who is accomplished. I am someone who, who, who means something to this world. And there are, by definition, there are certain things that are beneath me. There are just certain things that I should not be doing. The Abne Nezer calls that Isser Gavra. Isser Gavra. So what's Isser Chavza? So he gives an example, by the way, of an Isser Chavza. Isser Chavza would be an example of Zar Sha'achal Kodesh. Let's say you have a non-Kohen who ate Truma. Now what's the Chab of a non-Kohen who eats Truma? What's the Chab of that? In other words... I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that, right? I'm not a coin, and therefore I'm not holding on that particular level. So says that is something amazing. The same way that a person has to know what's beneath them, 
It's beneath me. Person also has to realize in the quest for a spiritual accomplishment what is not yet within reach. Sometimes the greatest mistakes, it's interesting, sometimes the greatest mistake we make in Ruchnius is becoming a little bit of an overachiever. Now, I feel very awkward saying that because we're all about overachieving. But I will say, a person has to know, a person has to be an overachiever, but you have to be an overachiever for things that are shy. A simple example. If a person says, ah, you know what? The first stop of Masechus Adarm was so good. I'm giving notice today, right? That's it. That's it. I'm going to make my life Kula Torah. I will say, do not do it. Do not do it. I have one second. Isn't that the goal? No, that's not your goal, right? Your goal is to go to work. Your goal is to make a living, support your family with an honest living, right? And ultimately, again, carve out time in your each and every day for beautiful ruchni accomplishment. To quit my job, essentially, again, secede from the natural world and become, you know, you know seclude myself and closely based on Edrish, that's not our tafkid. That might be uh, that 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 might be the tafkid for other people, but that's not our tafkid. Right? That, that's not. I'm talking about us. I'm talking about us. Me and you. That's that's not our job. And if I were to do that, essentially, what I'm doing is I'm overshooting. I'm overreaching. Says the Sasamis. That's called an ischefsa. That chefsa. That chefsa. That's not yet for me. Maybe one day it will be. Maybe one day. Right now. That's not us. It says that it was such, such a beautiful insight. It says the Abnezer. There's an iser gavro which in life are the things that are beneath me. I'm better than this. I'm, I'm a gavra, and therefore I should not do these things. And the Yisrochefs are things that are beautiful, but they're not necessarily shaykh for me. And life is all about knowing what's in Yisrochefs gavra and what's in Yisrochefs. So back to the Gemara. So ask the Gemara, Arkasha, Pasach B'Kinuyin. So I will say, remember again, I mentioned this in the Mishnah, right? The style of the Mishnah doesn't seem to flow. The Mishnah began with a discussion about kinui. Again, remember, what's a kinui? What's a kinui? What's a kinui? Right? A kinui, remember again, is similar or equivalent terms. And but then the example that the Gemara gave, umefarish yados. The example the Mishnah gave was an example of a yad. What's a yad? What's a yad? Partial declaration. Mufrashani mimcha. Merechukani mimcha. Ha'omer lechaveiro. Moder ani mimcha. So the Gemara says, Besu yados kinshi. So the Gemara says, what happened to Yados? You, start, you started ultimately again, you started with a discussion, ultimately again, about Kinui, and then you went to Yados, what's going on over here? To which the Gemara says, The truth is, there's a piece of the Mishnah that's missing. I both say, the truth is, the Mishnah is really talking about both Kinui and Yad. Both Kinuyim and Yados. So the Rose, here's the Gemara, so here we go. Bochi Katani, Oh, I said, now I have it. Now, one little line was missing. So how is the Mishnah supposed to read? The Mishnah is supposed to read, any kinui of a nether is like a complete nether. So again, I remember again, kinui, similar or equivalent terms, any similar or equivalent term to a nether is like a nether. Similarly again, any yad, any partial declaration of a nether is also like a nether. And then what does the Mishnah do? Then the Mishnah goes into the it goes into giving an example of a yad. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. But stylistically, so also, so essentially, here's the style. Style is kinui yad. Introduce the kinui yad. This is that missing line. Kinui yad, and then our Mishnah gives an example of what of what of a yad. So says the Gemara. I don't understand. Why don't you follow the flow? If you're first talking about kinui and then talking about yad. 
the first example you should give is, is Kinun. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. No, the truth is, there's a different Mishnaic style. The Mishnaic style often says like this, we'll say, when you're discussing A and then B, often the Mishnah will first have the discussion about B before A. Why? Because since I'm, I'm, I'm in B, Right? I'm in B. So therefore, I will say, in our Mishnah, we spoke about, we spoke about Kinun, then we spoke about Yad, or now we found out we spoke about Yad. So therefore, once we're talking about Yad, let's talk about the example of Yad. In other words, once we're already in B, let's just fully talk about that. And the Gemara gives examples. We'll say a whole bunch of examples. And we'll run. We'll say, what are you allowed to light the Shabbos candles with? What can't you light the Shabbos candles with? I will say, how does, and then how does the Mishnah go on? Right? Right? In Madlikin. So I will say, again, here you see stylistically. The Mishnah talks about, here are the things, here are the things you can light with, here are the things you can't light with. In Madlikin. The first discussion is what? Is what? About what you cannot light with. I will say, what's the style? The style is A, B, talk about B. Right, you're already in B, talk about B. Another example. We'll say, what can you insulate? Remember, Hatmana, which represents, again, the prohibition of insulating on Shabbos without getting into everything or getting... Or now, I'm just gonna, we're just going to read through these examples. We're not really going to wade into them. What can you insulate with on Shabbos? What can't you insulate? Again, A, B, what can you insulate with? What can't you insulate with? You can't insulate with the following. See, see the structure of the Mishnah? Talk about A, talk about B, further discuss B. What could a woman go out with on Shabbos? So once again, Masech Shabbos, the issue of Hotzal, what are we concerned about that a woman may come to carry in Rosh Hashanah? So what could a woman go out with? What can't she go out with? A woman should not go out with. So both sides, the Gemara is making an argument that Mishnahically, the, the, the structure of the Mishnah is that whenever you have a Mishnah talking about multiple things, A and B, often what will happen is when we, then we get into the world of examples or further explanation, we'll, we'll first begin to explain B and then go back to A. Since we were already in B, we'll just continue that train of thought and then go back to A. So therefore, we'll say, based on this, our Mishnah reads as follows. Our Mishnah introduces us to Nadarim with what? With what? With a Kinui. But now I know there was a piece of the Mishnah, Mishnah man saying, what did the Mishnah teach me? That called Kinui in the Darm Kinidarim. Any Kinui of an Eder is like an Eder. Then what was the second line of the Mishnah? And any Yad of a Neder is like a Yad. And then, by the way, once we get now into the, the examples, we give an example of a Yad before we go into Kinuyim. Beautiful. So the Gemara says, one second. Is that true, by the way? Is that always the style? Is that always the style? That wherever the Mishnah begins with a discussion of A and B, we first give the examples of B before we go back to A. I'll give you other examples. Vatnan, both listen to this. There are some people who inherit and bequeath, and other people who inherit and don't bequeath. And these are the people who inherit and bequeath. So both sides. What's the structure over here? A, B, go back and first explain A. Similarly, Yesh mutaros and I say some people get a little bit of a twitch whenever we go back to Yibamis, right? So again, there are some women who are mutter to their husband, but also to the Yavam. Mutter, mutter to the Yavam and also to the husband. And then when the Mishnah goes into the list, and these women who are permitted to their husbands and also to the Yavam. Once again, A, B, 
Go back and explain A before B. Another one. Yesh tuunos shemen ulabona. So there are some, let's say, talking about mincha. Some carbon minchas which require shemen and lavona, oil and frankincense. But so shemen below lavona. Others require shemen and not lavona. The elu tuunos shemen lavona, and these are the ones which require shemen. Let's say again. So like I said, we're not wading into the substance of these examples, but just showing you. The Gemara is just saying it's not true. You brought me a whole bunch of examples, five examples of, of a model of what we call ABA, which means introduced to A, introduced to B. I'm sorry. A, B, B. Right? That was the first model. Introduce to A, introduce to B, and then continue the discussion about B. The I'm just going to bring a whole bunch of examples of A, B, A. Where I talk about A, talk about B, and then go back and give the examples of A. Another example. Yesh tuunos hagosha ve'en tuunos tenufa. Now, both sides, there are some. There are some. This once again is, this once again is karba mincha. There are some karba minchas. Some minachos. Some minachos. Uh, I'm sorry, that require Hagasha. I will say the run, by the way, three lines up from the bottom over here. Tunos Hagasha. There are some Karim Minchas which require being brought to the southwest corner of the Mizbeach. That's called Hagasha. But they do not require Tenufa. They do not require waving. However, there are some that have to be brought to the southwest corner of the Mizbeach but don't require waving. Tenufa v'lo agasha. Some that require waving, but don't require being brought to the southwest corner. The elu tuunos agasha. Here are the ones who require being brought to the southwest corner. Once again, right? Introduced to A, introduced to B. Give the examples about A. Another one. Gemara is piling this on. Yesh bechal denachal ve'im bechal kohen. There are some examples of a of a of a person who could be a a bechar, a firstborn, for inheritance purposes, but is not a firstborn for pidyon aben purposes. Bechor lekohen ve'ein bechor lenachalo, or a person who is bechor for pidyon aben, but not a bechor ultimately again for inheritance. So we'll say A, B, and now what happens? The Ezu bechor lenachalo, the Ezu, the Ezu bechor lenachalo, ve'ein bechor lekohen. What's an example of someone who's a bechor for inheritance, not a bechor for pidyon aben? So we'll say so again. What do you see over here? So, the, so j- j- just just to kind of hold cup on this. So remember again, what were we bothered by? We were bothered by why the Mishnah, the Mishnah is talking about Kinuyim, right? Very quickly, about Kinuyim. But then gives an example about a Yad. So we answered that up. How do we answer that up? Chisuri Mechsura. There's a line missing from the Mishnah. The Mishnah actually reads, Kinuyim Neder is like a Neder, and Yad Neder is like a Neder as well. Beautiful. And therefore again, what does the Mishnah do? The Mishnah gives the example of a Yad. Why? The Gemara posits, because the way Mishnahis are set up, is when you're talking about A and B, after we speak about B, once we're already in B, we'll give the examples of B. And the Gemara brings a whole bunch of rayas to that. Now I will say the problem is the Gemara brings a whole bunch of rayas the other way. Many, many Mishnahis that are set up in what we'll call an A-B-A model. Talking about A, right? Introduce me to A, introduce me to B, and then give me the examples of A before you go back to B. So what's going on? To which the Gemara says, you're right. To which the Gemara says, Halein, Mishum da'av shulei, mefaresh, the Gemara says, mefaresh, ha'hud the pasach beresha. So we'll say, if you, t- if you take a look, if you take a look, the Gemara explains as follows. The Gemara says, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. In this, the issue over here is, halein, mishum da'av shulei, mefaresh, ha'hud the pasach beresha. So the Gemara says, in this, any situation where there are many cases, that's what it means, halein, mishum da'av shulei, mefaresh, ha'hud beresha. In any situation where there are many examples, that's ultimately, again, what we will put at the forefront. In other words, whichever case, whichever case or whichever situation has more cases associated with it, that's what we'll start with. 
So the Gemara says, I behal, the mebehema yotze, or ma in a yotze, the law of Sha, the katani yotze, yotze gamal. I'll say, what about the cases as follows? What about the, the Gemara talks about this is what an animal could go out with, this is what an animal can't go out with, where you don't have many cases, and yet again, you begin, so we'll say, so you begin with Yotse Gamal, the case of A first. So in other words, we'll say, the Gemara wanted to suggest that ultimately, again, when do you follow an A, B, A model? When A has a lot of cases. When A has a lot of cases, the Gemara just says, but in this, in this Mishnah and Shabbos, where again, what does an animal go out with? What doesn't an animal go out with? Where there aren't a lot of cases, and yet we'll still state A to begin with. To which Shabbos say, the Gemara says, top of Gimel. Elalav Dafka. But so here's the answer. The Gemara says, you're right. You're right. Zimnin de Mefaresh de Pasach Beresha, the Zimnin Hahud de Salik Mefaresh Beresha. The Gemara says, you're right. It's just there are two models. There are two models. Sometimes the Gemara will use one model. Sometimes the Gemara, I shouldn't say the Gemara, the Mishnah. Sometimes the Mishnah will use an ABB model. Sometimes the Mishnah will use an ABA model. And that's it, right? Zimni Mefarisho de Pasavarisha, Zinu de Savar. Now I'll say, now what's interesting about this is, according to this approach in the Gemara, it doesn't necessarily sound like that there is a rhyme or reason. Just stylistically, sometimes the Mishnah will go one way, sometimes the Mishnah will go a different way. Now, could there be a reason in each particular Mishnah? Absolutely. But the point that the Gemara is making is, there isn't necessarily, in other words, both are valid models. So that's why, again, Baharayo, you'll find both models in different places. I will say just quickly, let's finish up. The other possibility is, Yodos, I actually, no, I will say, we'll stop, uh, yeah, we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick, we'll pick up with this, tomorrow. I will say, I just want to end up just one last. If you notice, by the way, a very solid first Ahmed of the Gemara. I will say, literally, seven minutes of Chazara, you could go through this entire Ahmed. Seven minutes. I know most of us start each new Masechta with the promise of Chazara. It lasts about a day and a half, right? And then, and then just, I mean, right, the Daf Yomi train. It's like a bullet train, right? And I can't, and I will say, again, don't worry about tomorrow. Right now, you can Chazara this Daf in seven minutes. I will say, even if I'm just Kona, Masechta, the Darm, Daf Beis, that's an incredible accomplishment. I will say, Mazel Tov, such a schus to begin this Masechta with you. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, an exciting journey ahead. Shkoyach.